Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai Guy. We're back with episode 56, and we have a guest. Take a guess who it is. How's everybody going? I'm It's Matt, the director of Video Connoisseur, in case uh, people don't know that he's a frequent guest and collaborator. Yep, you're back for No Subject Part 4. Yeah, I'm excited for this. And yeah, I think I'm kind of, I think, what, what was it? Um, I, I posted about my podcast the other day, and, and I think Ty, you had said, like, oh, you know, thanks for having me on. You know, thanks for having us on. It was a great time. And I was like, I was like, yeah, because usually the response is like, yeah, we had to do it again sometime, but we already knew we were going to be doing this again. Yeah. Like, like a few days. So. <laughs> a few days later, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Ty, I understand that you yes. forgot some movies from the last podcast. Yes, if people have listened to the last podcast of Operation Angel. I forgot two movies. <laughs> Operation Rogue, that's that Mark DeCoscos movie, and Treat Williams, and Angel of Fury with Rob Rock. So, so I know that. <laughs> you know you want to make amends and in a certain way, and also yes. to kind of. I don't know. We always talk about the through line. So if there's something in the last podcast and you carry it over to the next one. So this is that. So did you want to just quickly talk about Operation Rogue? And- well, from just from my memory of Operation Rogue, you know, it's Mark DeCoscos and he's in the Philippines and then G. Williams is uh, his commander. And I think there's not much of an ending. You saw this one, right, Matt? Yeah, Operation Rogue. I don't. Oh, yes, I did. That is what's in the right. Because like he's dating Treat Williams's daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this was it was it was one of those ones where it's like the movie could have ended at about the hour mark, but they just tack on an extra half hour just 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 to do it, I guess. Or they wanted to pad out the film. <laughs> and then Angel of Fury is a classic rock rock. You know um, what happens in that one? I guess well, that, that's the one with the, the kid kicking the rat. Yeah, the kicking the rat, the rat guy in the rat costume. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like yeah, kicking yeah. this rat, and um, and that's uh, Bolt, the terrorist that strikes like lightning. Yeah, it's played by Peter O'Brien, and it's uh, <laughs> the good one, the classic silly Roth rock you can't help but enjoy. Now, did you saw this one? Yes, yeah. Now that this one, I don't remember as much. I remember, I guess, remember the the rat. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, how do you forget that? It's unforgettable. <laughs> yes. I think this is one of those ones that I reviewed like. Like right near the beginning of the um of the blog, I I want to say this was like, it might be like an 07 one, um very hmm, possibly, I I think so, I I think so, um I guess you can always see right on a on, on IMDb right because they 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 post the um uh you know the critic review right you can see that you reviewed it but I want to say this was an early early one for me. Well, for us too. I mean, we. Yeah, I think so. We might have been in 2010. Okay. I was gonna say, Honor and Glory. I did very recently. I did it um, like just last year. Um, so this was a very because I think I was watching it and you had mentioned to me, Ty, like you got to look out for the one big scene, right, where it's like tape. <laughs> and that is a great scene, but that's also a different movie than the one we're talking about. Okay. Like jumping to Honor and Glory. Yeah. Oh, Angel so we're talking of about Fury. Angel of Fury. Angel. Of, okay, so I'm like, all right, it's so all mixed I'm, up. I'm, I'm already doing a great job on the podcast. I'm getting my rough rocks mixed up already. <laughs> We're going to just cut you all out of this. Huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. That, that's right. That's why I was thinking that one was a, a long time ago. Because that one, hmm. um, yeah, that makes more sense. That was a, um, yeah. 
Okay, sorry right. about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I could see why you'd be excited to talk about Honor and Glory. I mean, because right. who wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah, so that the tape scene is definitely a classic. <laughs> and it's one of uh, Godfrey Ho's best American movies. And it's like a movie. You know, it's not like swearing. Yeah, it's a complete movies. movie from start to finish. <laughs> right. right. It's not it's not taken. It's not like a, a, a Frankenstein or uh, yeah. <laughs> a collection of movies. Yeah. That, you know, we all love Godfrey Hill for that. But I think he did try to make a, a complete series of movies at a certain time. And what movies they are, Undefeatable and uh, Honor and Glory. And I guess Manhattan Chase. Yeah. Well, they can't all be winners. Oh. <laughs> Manhattan Chase Bank, is that's what we called it? Yeah. Uh, or Chase Manhattan Bank. Chase Manhattan I don't know Bank. how we All right, so now that we've uh, gotten that out of the way and we've yes. tied, you've, you've corrected yourself. Yes, we all, we've all corrected ourselves. So, as far so as, just, yeah, ahead, for yeah, the no subject, we have no subject. You know, that, in a manner of speaking, we have no subject, but maybe there's somewhat of a subject because you have an idea. So what's your idea? We have ideas. So we're going to start right at this big one because it has a little pretty fleshed out. So we all know, we all love Marvel and their origin stories. They'll make anything nowadays. But how about this? Marvel's Cookie Monster. Let <laughs> 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 me so, stop there. <laughs> At some point, Cookie Monster has become a Marvel property. He's a Marvel property now, and, and, this, and he fights bad guys. Action. Oh, okay. he goes after bad guys. Well, yeah, it would be. I mean, Cookie Monster was and is live action, so that makes he, sense. There's a guy in a suit, or he's just the monster. We, that hasn't really been that fleshed out there. <laughs> so, so it's but, a guy in a suit, or what's the other option? That he's just an actual Cookie Monster, but that's that's going to be well, one of those. <laughs> It's around. It's kind of like the Yeti or something like that. Okay, so you have to find a cookie monster to make this work. I think he'd be CGI, right? Like the way they yeah. do nowadays, where it's like. Well, I'm kind of hoping he'd be well, like if you want to cheat in the suit. and you want to be yeah. lazy and actually do the work to actually go out into the wilds of yeah. Tibet and find a cookie monster. Sure, you could do CGI. <laughs> if if that's really the suit. route you want to go down. I think I went down the wrong road there for a second. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so what would happen is he would fight all the villains. This is a Marvel property, so all the Marvel people would be in it. Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, everyone, and Cookie Monster. So it's like, and it's really, really serious. So, so it's a dark Cookie Monster. It's a, kind of a dark Cookie Monster, dark Cookie. So he's so, battling his addiction well, to cookies. Yeah, he's battling his addiction to cookies, and there's an evil villain on the rise. His name is Robert Hydrox. Ah, okay. And he's played by that Matt does sound evil. Yeah. On top of it being a substandard cookie. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Robert Hydrox was played by Matt Damon because you gotta get a big name for the villain. Mm. So after that, then there's a, a huge battle. Well, here, Cookie Monster would do a cool slide under helicopter, and he'd be fighting baddies. And he now, grew up in an orphanage. Okay. So Cookie Monster. So the evil headmaster wouldn't let him eat cookies. So. So that's why he gorged on cookies the first second. Yes. He, but then he went too far. And now he has to try and he's going through some sort of cookie withdrawal. So a he has bit. a that's subplot. But mostly yeah. it's about hail Hydrox. So it's like. <laughs> Is that <laughs> something his followers make them say? Yes. That's part of the In the Marvel movies, they say hail Hydra. Oh, so, see, I didn't even get that because I've never seen one of the Marvel yeah. movies. 
Okay, I so, thought there was more like a Heil Hitler kind of thing. Well, what it basically is. Right. So, go ahead, Matt. No, no, I was just like, right, because, yeah, because right, yeah. that was, Hydra was supposed to be an offshoot of, of Nazis. Oh, right. okay. All right. So, so Hydrox. 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 Okay, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, Robert Hydrox played by Matt Damon, you know, they, they cut to him a lot, you know, barking orders to kill Cookie Monster. Mm. And, it's just, and, and then he has a big speech at the end talking about how cookies are evil and how they will crumble like false <laughs> gods. <laughs> so that's like those DC trailers that yeah. you're always talking about. Or Marvel but. trailers. Yeah. So you will you are worshiping false cookies. <laughs> so is there ever a scene where like Cookie Monster throws cookies as a weapon, yes. like throwing stars? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and then the bad guys blow up after like whoa, these <laughs> cookies, and he has a cool slide, and and then this will be the and, it'll be, and we have the poster idea too. So it's to be the poster of a silhouette of Cookie Monster, mm-hmm. which says Cookie. Summer 2022. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that would be in the trailer. Like, so you see a bunch of the yeah. action, and then yeah. Hey, so, what's the movie called? Just Cookie. With Marvel's or, Cookie. Marvel's Cookie. Okay. Or Marvel's so Cookie Monster. Either, either one. But they have to come up with some sort of name, like Sea Monster. Like, no, but it can't be Sea Monster. No, that. No, that's, that's <laughs> no just be Cookie. You know, basically okay, you like just cookie. Marvel so Marvel's cookie, and then yeah. after, so then it'll say, you know, it has to show all the action, and then it'll yeah. have that logo, and then it will say summer. Exactly, you know, right, Matt? Yeah. yeah. Well, because right, because all of these origin movies, because notice Hollywood is just, you know, because they, they always need to play it safe. They're all doing these origin movies where it's like Cruella or Lightyear or you know Solo or whatever. Ratchet, it's always like just the, that one? right, exactly. Ratchet. Yeah, it's just the one name. Um, and so we figured, well, well, for you know things worth doing right you got to do it right so you got to just it's got apparently hollywood's created the formula that orange story origin stories have to be one word titles so yeah. you know <laughs> cookie's origin story has to be just cookie it's because yeah, yeah, it's going to make a billion so. dollars so it's not revealed that he has some other name like his name is like i don't know um larry cookington or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be something or john cookington right. and he becomes yeah. like a cookie monster that could be and he's just like a regular too. guy. Like he's like a guy who's working like an office job in New York City, and then something happens yeah. to him one day. Uh, oh, to and turn him into becomes some sort cookie, of cookie monster, monster, like a Spider-Man. He gets bit by a cookie or something. <laughs> That's gonna yeah, he gets bit by a cookie because <laughs> that makes sense. And then he becomes a cookie monster, and then yeah. you know, there's then this plot unfolds. Yeah, the plot unfolds, um, and then they cut that Robert Hydrox who wants to you know destroy the world of his evil cookies. Right, because he's probably so, jealous because he's cookie jealous monster cookies. is promoting the world of better cookies and then yeah you know robert hydrox who makes it uh, as, as i said before a substandard product he doesn't want that going to light so he's going to go all out yep. to save his corrupt cookie business exactly Matt, I, I i i'm on board yeah it, it, one of the things though you just you brought up brett that we didn't consider throughout this whole thing yeah. is that it's actually like um uh warner brothers that you know that owns like like HBO and all that, they own the rights to Cookie Monster. So I didn't even realize this, that this would have to be like, it's essentially the company that owns DC owns the right to Cookie Monster. So oh, see. I didn't even consider because we want to, you know, the Marvel idea is what works for this because, you know, Marvel yeah. has set up this whole process with all of these films. And so um, it, it, it works best with them. But I didn't even consider until you brought it up. You're like, does Marvel own the rights to Cookie Monster? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, 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 I started from the basics, uh, despite yeah. all the silliness, you know. They do. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> right. The one thing we didn't consider about this whole thing that the fly in the ointment, right? It's like the um when um on Gilligan's Island when the Harlem Globetrotters show up um on the island <laughs> and and then suddenly like Gilligan goes in because somebody sprains an ankle and it's like the person watching that who's like yeah like Gilligan would play you know but the rest of it all works you know <laughs> yeah that that's kind of the thing here right right for wait story. why didn't they rescue them why didn't the whole Harlem <laughs> rescue the, <laughs> well, they weren't yeah. there next week so obviously the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> were fine. Right, right. <laughs> but not well, everyone else. They must have gone on a boat. Why can they bring on the skipper and the gang? Right, right. <laughs> so um, at the I, end of all these Marvel movies, Brad, there's usually there's an end credit stinger or an extra right, scene, which a certain person we know thought was original to Marvel movies. Yes, <laughs> but, they're, but they're not. I know. I mean, no. you know, Ferris Bueller and so many other movies have a after the credits moment. And but yeah, so, I guess I've been informed that that's what Marvel does. Yeah. So in this one. You watch the 15 minutes worth of credits of Marvel Marvel's cookie. <laughs> so the, at the end of the movie, the credits, it'll be a cameo by Oscar the Grouch mm. asking Cookie to be part of the Sesame Street event. The Sesame Street Avengers? Yes. Okay. Well, that's, well, that, that would make sense. He can't stay solo forever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be Big Bird, Elmo, uh, other Sesame Street characters, <laughs> Snuffleupagus. And now they're all fighting crime in a uh, in a dark yeah. world. Right. Once Hi- Robert Hydrock is defeated, we won't. No spoilers. <laughs> right. All right. So the Sesame Street Matt, characters. Go I was gonna say the Sesame Street characters all have interesting abilities, right? So, like for example, Cookie Monster, um, he can eat anything, right? You know, he didn't yeah. just eat cookies; he would eat any. Like, a, you know, it would be like a routine where maybe he's trying to make a phone call and he eats the phone, and then you can hear like the dial tone <laughs> in his stomach coming from his stomach or something like that. Uh, so, you know, so he's got those abilities. You know, Big Bird was just big, right? But but as right. a big bird, you know, he could kind of, you know, even though he was kind of childlike mentally. Um, you know, he, he had probably like superhuman strength, you know, and of course, Snuffleupagus, nobody could see him except for Big Bird, which I think and in that case, I guess that would mean uh, invisibility would be his ability. But, um, you know, and like, the count, you know, he has like extraordinary math abilities, which could come in handy. That could work. That could work. <laughs> you could see him like in a van, right, with like yeah. a headset on, like doing calculations <laughs> and doing like like computer, like hacking the computers. And so it's like there's like Cookie Monster and Big Bird, you know, and I guess like maybe Oscar or Super Grover. They're like kind of like waiting <laughs> for like an elevator or something. It's like, come on, come on, count. Come on. You got to do this. And he's like, just give me a second here. I'm trying to hack in. I'm trying to hack in, you know, and suddenly like <laughs> last second he hacks in and he fixes it and then they can get on the elevator and escape or I'm, something like that. Yeah. He'd be like the as fast as I can. Jack on 24. He'd be like the guy in the, it was like at the base doing all the heavy lifting. I can't stop counting. I have to go faster. <laughs> right. Yeah, it maybe like the backwards baseball cap. Would it, you know? Is that what they did? Like, I was, I'm trying to think of like. So the cap would wear a bas- <laughs> backwards baseball. Cap. Was that like on in Street Fighter when Dalsim was a scientist? Yes, in the movie. Yeah, he didn't do any stretching power, by the way. <laughs> right. You know, he didn't do any of that stuff. I remember when we played Street Fighter. Like, we always have this goal of trying to get somebody in the yoga noogie move. Um, I think for Super Nintendo, it was like yes. the X. So it was like almost like that was like winning, you know, like I have a friend who was like really good with Ken. But it was like if you could get him in the Yoga Noogie, that was essentially a win, even though he would win the whole match. Or, you know, the E-Honda thousand hand slap. <laughs> yeah. We always wanted to do that. Right, the flying yeah, squirrel that he would the do. They don't do a lot of the moves in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jean-Claude Van Damme going, Boston. So <laughs> But it does get a freeze frame of them all jumping in the air. It sure does. They go, yeah! 
and that's gonna be happening in this one too. And uh, oh, in with Marvel. Sesame Street Avengers. Yeah, Sesame Street Avengers. <laughs> so this big line really would be it'd be a close up of Cookie Monster about to defeat. He's about to defeat Robert Hydrox. It's time to crumble these evil cookies. <laughs> All so, right. And oh, you just take oh. it really seriously. And right. I think we can, I, this could be a real thing. <laughs> That's only a matter of time. All right. So, uh, do you have something? We'll to, there, is there anything yeah. else? Oh, anything else you want to say about this, Matt, before we go to the next subject? I don't think so. I think it's just the idea of the Marvel movies. It, like, what's interesting about this, too, Brett, is that I didn't realize, Brett, you've never seen, because I've only seen like maybe like half or a third of the Marvel movies, so it's not like I've seen a ton of them. Um, but you haven't seen any before. No, I have not. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, unless you count Punisher Warzone. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't count, because that's, that's not like this MC Marvel Cinematic Universe thing where it's like... Um, this is the yeah. Sesame Street Marvel Universe. <laughs> so it's the SSCU. <laughs> well, I guess you can't say that. That's MCU. Well, Uh-oh. that could be part of Robert Hydrox's gang. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I've seen, the, I think I might have mentioned this before, but the last comic book or yeah movie that I saw was Batman Returns, and that was in the theater. So it was quite a while ago, but I have seen uh, Punisher Warzone, uh, Man Thing. Yeah, um, Man Thing's the best Marvel movie. So. Um, which is that direct-to-video movie. Um, and... It's directed by Brett Leonard, right? The guy who made Virtuosity, another oh. best movie ever. I think. <laughs> I'll double-check that, but I yeah, thought I'm it was. on it. Let me. I'm okay, you're on it. <laughs> yeah. from, from 2005, Man Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Brett Leonard, yep, we've got Brett Leonard. Yep, it's I was on right. Tubi I... too for anybody listening. Oh, nice. <laughs> the All beginning right, so is a I... lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if that, uh, you know, is considered canon to the Marvel it universe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all canon. It's just all canon. Right. Well, that's one of the things I think with the whole Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they're trying to erase. Though, though I guess with this new, supposedly with this new Spider-Man movie, they're supposed to like try to bring all the old big budget theatrical movies in, but they're not bringing in, I don't think they're bringing in like the Albert Pyun movies or these other ones here that um, I think they want to try to, the, the, you know, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, for really example. Erase them. Or that, like, really the <laughs> that, that Fantastic Four movie that um, like I think was made by movie. Roger Corman and then I think mm-hmm. they sued yeah. him. Yeah. Well, no, what happened was he, he Marvel, I guess some, there was a company that had the rights to make it and um and then I think what they did is they paid Corman off to bury it. Like they were like, oh, I, I yeah, I knew there was some story with like some legal wranglings. So, but I'm guessing I don't know if that's canon. Yeah, like like everything else, there's a documentary um that that's really good. I think it's called like Doomed, the Roger Corman. And one of the funny things in that documentary is they interview Lloyd Kaufman from Troma because he was approached about making it, and Lloyd Kaufman's like, no, we, we have our own superheroes. We don't need to get into bed with Marvel or any other big company and make their movie. So I can only imagine, I mean, that's probably part of the reason why Lloyd Kaufman didn't want anything to do with it, because you could only imagine what Lloyd Kaufman would have done with the Fantastic Four. I mean, it would have been like Invisible <laughs> Woman, like probably like nude with like popcorn coming out of her belly or something like that. And like, you know, the thing is <laughs> made out of like this is a no subject idea (laughs) keep going why and then you know (laughs) he'd probably want to somehow put the toxic avenger in with the uh, with the (laughs) avengers i was just thinking that yeah yeah maybe sergeant kabuki man (laughs) yeah he'd want to you know integrate his own people with it (laughs) yeah that might might have been the greatest thing ever actually (laughs) oh well (laughs) I get to go to the next one. I just want to keep talking about this idea because now yeah. it's going to the next thing. <laughs> no, 
So our next idea is, uh, <laughs> I can't say, Don Johnson plays <laughs> long lost twin cops who join the forces to stop crime. Double Don. <laughs> okay, so Don Johnson in a dual role. Yeah, dual role. Yeah. Um, is this because you saw that commercial where they talked about die doing Don? Is that where <laughs> this comes from? <laughs> well, we always talk about Don Johnson on this program, and <laughs> so well, you did recently watch the you watched the new Nash Bridges, new Nash Bridges TV movie. It was pretty good, actually. Did, Matt, did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet, but I had complete. I had kind of like it, I put it out of my mind. I hadn't thought about it in a little bit, and then actually, um, Will from Exploding Helicopter he posted on Twitter today or yesterday, like, did you know that this, you know, like to everybody, like I didn't know this existed, and I was like, oh, that's right, I gotta see that. I, 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 I trying to think because there's a deadline. I think there was a deadline for it on demand, so I'm gonna have to double check to see if it's if it's on again. Yeah, I saw. I was like, oh, right, the Nash Bridges movie. I I stopped everything and watched it. Yeah. So he said Bubba like four or five times. There's the ship noise. So. Well, they brought back the ship noise. I guess that's the important thing. <laughs> it was the first sound I heard. It was the ship noise. It's amazing. <laughs> so that was so important to them that after like 25 years, they thought we got to bring back that noise. Someone actually thought I that. heard it a hundred times when I watched the complete series. <laughs> so it's like, that's a really great way to start a show. So. Yeah, but now you remember it. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, you mentioned one. I have one more thing about Cookie Monster, and I'll go back to Double Don, which <laughs> sure. is, you said something, Matt, when we were you know making this up, which is that he would be he'd be working under a rustic Swiss baker who makes the best cookies. Oh, right, yes, yeah, yeah. Because, because there's like the origins are where they're getting trained to be yes. the best right. at something like that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to forget to put that. So, <laughs> well, I mean, so, his powers have to come from somewhere. <laughs> so that does make sense. But in Double Don, yeah, he, he's a dual role. So he doesn't know because they're long lost twins. So one would have the goatee Don Johnson of today and one would, would not. So it would kind of like, like double impact, but he was Don Johnson. So. All right. So it it would be like um, the Miami Vice era Don meets the current Don. Exactly. At yes. least in terms of the way they look. Yes. Oh, okay. And how so, would, would this be like a Dead Ringers type thing with two Jeremy Ironses? It would be like two. It would be like Time Cop, or, um, what's another, or maybe just like a Van Dam kind of thing. So it's, well, because Van Dam <laughs> has done that many times. It, yeah. I guess if they need help, they could just ask Van Dam because he's done it so many times. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Don, I, I played two people eight times. <laughs> yeah, so if you add them all up or multiply them, yeah, them all up is about eight times. Yeah, there's a lot of Van Dam out there. I was going to say, I think that's how he came up with the idea for this, because I think, Ty, you yeah. mentioned that Don Johnson, it was, like, reported that in Nash Bridges, anytime there was a scene that didn't have him in it, like, yes. he needed to be mentioned in that scene. And I think we were like, in the scene. Yeah. Right? I think we said something like, that's not like something Van Damme would do. And then suddenly it was like, well, yeah. you know, the fact that Van Damme's always starring twice in his movies, that, like, oh, that's something, like, that's, you know, perfect for Don Johnson. Perfect. So that'd be great. Maybe there'll be a new Natch Bridges TV show to this movie, which I would, I guess I would watch it. But I have to say that Cheech Mare was kind of phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Let me guess, he plays a pot dealer now or pot dispenser owner. Well, you mean you're talking about in your new movie, Double Don. No, no, right? this is what happens in the Natch Bridges movie. Sorry. So oh. I was saying that Cheech Marin was kind of phoning it in. In this Double Don movie, Cheech Marin would drop by, sure. 
<laughs> but he can't be teamed up with him because that's too much like Nash Bridges. No. It's too much. Yeah, he'll just drop by for a second. Like a, a, a wink and a nod. You know? right. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. So, well, that, that's something. I could see that being a TV movie on CBS. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so our next one is, okay, so if, if, if a guy gets into the movie industry to become a fake shemp for Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I could see this Matt being a said, path. Sure. Yeah. So like Matt said, it's like all about Eve. He's homeless. Right. Okay. He gets to work. <laughs> it's all, and it all snowballs. So let's see if we can uh, expand that one for a second. So <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so it would be like a musical and there's like a really like heartfelt musical number where he sings, I want to be a champ. Yeah. Like, Matt, what do you think? Do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think that would be great. Cause I, cause I think we were talking about this idea that like, you know, Bruce Willis, like, it's almost like the shemps. Because yeah, the they're shemps. in the movies yeah. more, right? It's like, like they're in it more. And it's almost like the idea, too, that, like, kind of the funny thing would be, like, in most of these All About Eve scenarios, right, the 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 main character, you know, like Betty Davis's character, um, you know, they, they're pushing back against this old usurping their career, whereas Bruce Willis <laughs> wouldn't care, right? He'd he doesn't like, care. Like, yeah, I don't care. Right. As long as I get my check. Welcome to the party, pal. Right, exactly. <laughs> So then it would be, you know, if, at a, after a certain point, it would say starring and then be the name of the champ. And then under that, in parentheses, it says Bruce Willis. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, so it's about one guy's struggle who kind of looks like Bruce Willis. And, you know, has like he's bald and, you know, kind of gruff. He, it's his, you know, he looks he wakes up in, you know, in the morning and he's looking in the mirror and he thinks, I can do this. I can be a champ. And that's like his quest. Yeah. Yeah, and it says fake shemps wanted. I'm like, oh, he sees that in the newspaper. <laughs> we will see that in the newspaper, and then he goes on his exciting journey to be a shemp. Oh. See, I so. thought that's almost too easy. I think like he, yeah. there's no ad. He just decides to do it. And he, okay. you know, faces a, you know, there'd be a montage of people closing doors in his face, <laughs> and uh, he has to persevere. It's not that they're Bruce advertising for the door. Yeah. Bruce Willis would close <laughs> the door. That's the obvious. It's like wait. <laughs> So it would be see, but that's, that's, oh. Bruce oh, Willis would be because I'd be like maybe like this guy like follows Bruce Willis around in the movies and he ends up like yeah. in Michigan or Louisiana or something like that where they do these like real cheap ones and he knocks on Bruce Willis's trailer and at first Bruce Willis slams the door and then he opens it again and says actually you know and so yeah. then it's like this guy like doing the scene while Bruce Willis is like relaxing like maybe with his feet up like eating like, some chocolate like a, strawberries someone's like uh, waving a fan at him. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's eating grapes or a woman he's eating grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis would be in the movie kind of <laughs> well, <Right>. so, um, <laughs> but go ahead uh, get some more uh, ideas. oh no so it would you know when you said Bruce Willis is the one who closed the door I was thinking is he the one who signs off on the shams because then maybe that could be like a reality show like uh, like making the band or making the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders yeah. where it's like a bunch shams? of shams and they all kind of look like Bruce Willis. And then there's, you know, and the judges sit behind a table and Who they're taking notes Willis? and such. And then it's like, you know, the, the winner gets to be the new lead singer of NXS yeah. or yeah. something. <laughs> or the new champ in the new yeah, stupid yeah. Bruce Willis movie, like death out of time or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like something made by grindstone entertainment. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, I saw that at the best buy. I said out of death. It's like out of what? <laughs> Do you mean out of death? <laughs> Out of death? I'm just sure. out of death. We're out of, we're out of titles. Nah. <laughs> so. 
but I like the idea too of it being a reality show because like, you yeah. can already see the episode, like episode one. You know, almost like you know how like there's always that scene when people go to boot camp in a movie, they get their head shaved. It can yep. be like you know, episode one. Everybody's like, so the first thing everybody needs to do to make sure they're Bruce Willis Shemp is this, and like the barber comes out with a straight razor, kind of like you know sharpening it, and then like everybody looks at each other like, oh no, and it goes to commercial, and then yeah. it's like this you know montage of everybody getting their head shaved um, by by the barber, or, or, or like all the guys show up and they're already bald. And then they're the already bald. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. We're gonna become Shemps, and they they all live in a house together, and then Ricky Ratman hosts. Oh, like, okay. uh, of love. Um, and then obviously two of the shams will probably get into some sort of fight. Yeah, yeah. They they see like a Bruce Willis quote. And they're like, "How dare you say that wrong?" <laughs> and then they, can, the they, can they get into a fight oh. over. Oh. oh, I was just saying that there'd be a fight between like I've seen all the great Bruce Willis movies: Hard Kill, Precious Cargo, <laughs> right. and all the sham ones. They don't know about the other ones. Yeah, yeah. no one mentioned the other ones. So. Well, I, said, I mean, the ones questioning their dedication, like one guy could say, like, well, I'm shumpier than you, dude. And then like, <laughs> and then they like get into fisticuffs over who's shumpier because exactly. that's a yeah. word. Yeah. Who's shumpier? That could be the t- shumpier <laughs> or be like hunt for the great lost champ. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Hunt for the champs or, you know, the champs. Sometimes I'm going to say champ in this episode. Bring in this champs. No, that big, like, the, what's the song about the clowns? Send in the clowns. I don't know. Send in the champs. I don't know. And they could all be in a little car and they have yeah, to all get Yeah, it's like a chef tender, like the contender of Stallone. Chef tender. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> 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 then, well, Stallone would have to be involved. Which he obviously, he's obviously buddies with Bruce Willis because they, you know, made the Expendables together. Well, you gotta love the contender because the thing was like, well, yeah, I made Rocky to make a new contender. But yeah, uh, so <laughs> the Shep Tender <laughs> will be on NBC real soon. <laughs> so we not only come with a, a movie, but also a a, a reality yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll, it could be it's, it could spin off. Yeah, yeah, I love the idea too of like different contests that they have to do. Like, like maybe there's one that's like Pulp Fiction, like the Gimp scene, and so yeah. like everybody's <laughs> like, how long can you sit in this scene, you know, and do this scene like without like just being like, I can't, no, like, like, I, like, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing with these reality shows, especially the ones where they, you know, people get eliminated. It's like, what can we make these people do that's like legal, that's like completely embarrassing for them, and you know, just like, well, uh, it's like Fear Factor. I mean, Fear Factor was all about that it was just making people eat weird and disgusting things i mean so yes, i mean i guess that's your fear you know to eat a spider i guess that <laughs> sorry go ahead sorry no that's it i'm go done Brett. No, like, that's eat it. these 400 that's what joe rogan wanted you to do it's like uh okay <laughs> oh, i can see why his podcast is so popular oh, i don't know yeah it's like <laughs> He's yeah, the well, guy yeah. that forced people to eat so, a spider. So <laughs> let's give him ten yeah, million what are those challenges. Well, I think it's a funny know, idea. A lot of the Shemp stuff is like being a stand-in. So maybe it's like how right. long can you stand in? You know, with like yeah, those exactly. like, with the bright lights shining down on your bald head, and like yeah. it, it could take hours and hours. Can you handle the heat? Yeah, <laughs> literally, because it's a heat lamp on you. <laughs> So, if, so when they get eliminated, it's like your Shep journey is now over. They just <laughs> yeah, they have crying. to have a line. They have to have like a catchphrase. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, like, <laughs> right. it's like your rock of love is now ended, whatever they say. So it's like 
Yeah, what would it be? It would be like um, yeah. Yippie Kaye or something, or like <laughs> yeah, Yippie Kaye. You know, you can't say it because it's NBC. No, but I I think it would be. See, that harks back to before the champs oh, were right. really around. Right. Your precious um, cargo has been loaded. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Cargo yeah. has been <laughs> <laughs> you may now go load your precious cargo. Meaning, you you load your precious cargo. Yeah. <laughs> or you're out you're, of death. You're out I was going to say you're out yeah, of you're death. Out of I death. mean. The fact that 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 is a title, it just blows my mind because, like, death is a um, it's it's not like a quantity like that, you know, like like you're you're, you're out of toilet paper, you're you're out of peanut butter, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 out. But death like, is out of what? Of what? <laughs> yeah, like, how, how do I get more? I death? Out of, I'm out of death, honey. I'm gonna. I'll be right well, back. It's like I'm going out for a kill, Steven. I'm going out for a kill, honey. <laughs> right. Right. Like you, that's something you do. You go out for a kill. <laughs> that makes more sense than out of death. Well, that's true. It does. Um, <laughs> you probably go yeah. out for a kill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good idea. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how we're gonna beat that one. And I was go ahead, say, Matt. Too, I think this one makes more sense for you, Brett, because you've actually seen these Bruce Willis movies, whereas yes. you hadn't seen any Marvel movies before. So this one actually makes <laughs> right. I can relate to this one more. I mean, I, I have yeah. seen uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass, uh, Marauders. Um, uh, what's the one we recently watched? I Extraction, Brett. Uh, Extraction. Yeah. Um, so I and I think there may be one or two others. So I, I have seen some Bruce movies from the Shemp era, so I totally get it. So. Our next item of ideas, it will be called VH, I can't say it, VHS Spy. So it would be kind of like the movie The Interviewer, James Franco, you know, they, you know, they, <laughs> you know, they infiltrate Kim Jong-un's palace or whatever, if Seth Rogen. I know you haven't seen it, bro. No, I have not. But, so I have to get the plot because I don't think I copied it. <laughs> oh, no. And this, you better veil uh okay so i hear that when they made that movie they really angered kim jong was it un or ill yeah. i'm not sure which one um, but i didn't like that and but even though kim jong okay. ill i think it is has a really really big vhs collection yes and, he does and um so uh, i think he has thousands like of movies on vhs he, he does yeah i'd love to see it though but i don't want to get caught and be a pow you know well maybe you can just find a picture I don't know. Yeah, but it might be fake. Not straight. <laughs> right. But in this movie, you know, James Franco or Ben Affleck, Benny Affleck as we call him, <laughs> it would be the beginning is him looking at his looking at his own collection. It's like, and it'd be in a voiceover at the beginning. People don't know this. VHS is the gold standard of watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would be the beginning of the movie. And then what happens is like he just looks at people's VHS collections online, and all that stuff, and then he sees that. But Kim Jong-un's VHS collection, like, I must have this. So he goes on this long journey to try to get his collection. So he's a VHS spy. Yeah, so he's a VHS spy. The VH spy. <laughs> yeah, because he gets mistaken for being a spy yeah, when he's there. Exactly. Like, he's just, like, there to see the, the VHS collection and everything like that. And they're like, oh, you're a spy. And he gets, like, thrown in the gulag and all of that yeah. stuff. And, so it's like Midnight Express meets uh, Rewind yeah. This or something. Or rewind This or The Interview. And right. Okay. So, so so then he has to fight his way out of the gulag and then. If I go, but he get and I'll do a spoiler. He gets to see the collection and he gets to take one. So oh, it's, like, it's a happy. One. So he gets to pick one from the collection. Yes. Wow. I wonder if he's it's trying um, to steal the whole collection, but he knew that that's, he knew that's not going to work out. 
Because yeah. Hiding take thousands of tapes out of exactly. North Korea. I don't see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> That's a funny idea, too. It's like he just keeps going back and forth to North Korea for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I guess the ultimate one in that collection would be Tenzan Ultimate Mission, right? Because... Uh, Frankie Zags. Yeah, yeah with Zags. No, I've never seen that one, though. No. Oh, it was it. actually shot in North Korea. And um, I guess they got permission from the government to shoot the movie there. And um, see, that's a movie they could probably make a documentary about, because I think Zags has some stories about some of the stuff that went on. But it's a legit <laughs> North Korean shot movie. Wow. Yeah, with I, Zags. I know you're a Zags fan, Matt. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, a big fan of, of Zag, which, I mean, granted, I've um, I've. Uh, you know, I when I first when I didn't know who he was and I was first starting my blog, um, I think I referred to him as a le- lesbian fitness instructor because I didn't know who he was. And <laughs> yeah, he had like I that know. weird like flat top, like kind of buzzed haircut and like the um like the '80s like shirt with their sweatshirt with the um the uh, the collar taken off. So it, it did kind of look kind of Susan Powderish, I guess. But yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I realized I was like, that was really bad of me. And I, you know, I learned my lesson there. And, you know, I didn't I didn't go back and Lucas that review. But, you know, of course, you know, time went on. and I've just come to learn to love uh, uh, Zag's work. So, um, yeah, Ten Zan is not one I've done before. Yeah, um, I, I think it's you should I, check it out. You know, if you can find on it. YouTube. Maybe it's still on YouTube or maybe it's Tubi. <laughs> have you ever noticed that the cover that they have on um, on uh, IMDb mm-hmm. is the deadly prey like they stole the deadly prey cover for their cover <laughs> wow. they do i'm not surprised at least the dutch version the dutch cover steals from the deadly prey cover well that should tell you something yeah um, yeah i think the, and, the, the real version actually so there's two there's one that actually has zagarino but then there's this mm-hmm. other one that has like you know the the ted Pryor drawing where he's like you know just kind of standing you know holding his arms up you know in the water going, oh right exactly <laughs> Dan-dan. <laughs> all right, Ty, what else you got? All right, so I have another one. I think I have one more, really. Well, yeah, well, all right, we'll do this one. Jimmy Buff in Cheeseburger in Hell. <laughs> okay, all right, I, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I didn't really flesh this one out that much, but it would be like Death Wish 5. So you got Jimmy Buff, he's an acting star, and he does a lot of wacky things because it's a cheeseburger in hell. <laughs> well, in I believe it's Death Wish Five, where there's the evil yes. Linguini. So exactly, is it really so different that there could be an evil cheeseburger? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, so and you know, Jimmy Buffett, like a soccer ball, like oh, sorry. You know, I was just gonna say that in, in that movie, uh, Bronson finds some pretty novel ways to off the baddies, like the yeah. soccer ball and such. Exactly. Exactly. Or someone had dandruff or something. Like, <laughs> was that the soccer ball? Uh, what was that? It's like, it's like you have dandruff, and he, the guy explodes with the soccer ball. It's like, right. well, you have to distract him somehow. <laughs> but in this one, it'd be Jimmy Buffett in his action star debut. So, <laughs> all right. So it'd be like up on the edge or vigilante on the edge. And he does all of his great songs too. So it'd be like short fuse, you know, our Garfunkel. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. So. What do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I can see that happening. Thankfully, because you mentioned Death Wish 5, like if yeah. that put it into perspective for me, like I don't know if I would have been able yeah. to see it without that. But as a Death Wish 5-esque movie, I, yeah, I yeah. think I can see that. Um, yeah, so. Matt, what do you think? 
you know, it's interesting when you bring up Death Wish 5 because one of the things, right, we're seeing now is a lot of action stars are, are kind of verging on that Bronson age range of, of, of how old he was in Death Wish 5. And I think the way that they managed it in Death Wish 5 was fantastic where, you know, he's using, you know, more creative methods to take care of people like, you know, the, the soccer ball. And so, you know, I think um, Buffett is probably the same age or, or around the same age that um, Bronson was when he made Death Wish 5. So this is perfect. And I also think it would be great. It would be a great sort of template for other aging action stars to use as they get further. Like, you know, what? You, you don't need to like have like you – know, Speaking of fake shimps, right, with um with, with Seagal, right? You don't need fake shimps. Just you know, Seagal just sitting in a chair using a, a remote control to make a, a soccer ball blow somebody up. <laughs> and for Seagal that's perfect, right? Because he can still sit, right? He doesn't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Um Right. I it's think, like that movie with Messner. He I think he pretty much sat throughout most right, of that. Did, yes. Which one was that again? Uh it's in the future. I think there's two Seagals. Oh yeah. the perfect weapon. Perfect, perfect weapon. weapon. I believe that's yeah. mostly a sit down role for old Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, because the best part about that, because spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen this, and maybe you want to take 30 seconds off um, while I talk about this thing, but one of the things with Seagal, right, is Seagal can't lose in his movies. So when he plays a baddie, they have to come up with these creative ways for him to lose without losing. And so the reason why we get two Seagals, right, is because the first one has to lose because he's the bad guy. It's like, well, (laughs) no, you didn't really kill me. You killed my (laughs) doppelganger. You know, Um, Mesner couldn't really take me in a fight. Um, Well, maybe that could apply to Double Don as well. And (laughs) because you have two Don Johnsons. You have to mention Nash Bridges in every scene I'm not in. <laughs> well, I think we might have seen this before, but that that kind of goes back to Miami Vice because you know when you know cause in the '80s Don's career was really popping off, so he wasn't always around, and they'd say oh, Sonny has to testify today. It's like, yeah, sure he does. Sure he does. They, they would have all these excuses for why Sonny's not around. Meanwhile, I he's probably it. filming the heartbeat video or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> they did that like, for Twenty One Jump Street and Johnny Depp. Like, yeah, he's uh, testifying. You know, <laughs> where's Hanson? Uh, testifying. <laughs> he's always testifying <laughs> well, this is like the episode they decided to make the Switech focus episode where you're just like okay do I really care that much about Switech not really but you know I mean the one thing too when you mentioned about Nash Bridges because you were talking about the fact that like you were hearing that horn so much and yes. it's fascinating with these shows because they weren't created for binging right they were created no yeah pre-binge yeah, yeah. Right. And and I think one of the things that I try to put myself in the mindset of is, you know, with like Miami Vice, for example, you know, I, I was a little bit young when that show was was popular. So I wouldn't have, you know, watched a Switech episode and been like, oh, it's a Switech. But <laughs> imagining what it was like, you know, when you're waiting every week to watch Miami Vice on a Friday night and it's like, oh, I get no no Don Johnson and I get stuck with this Switech focused episode. And it's like. Yeah, I like Switech somewhat, I guess, but do you know? Do I care that much about Switech? I think there was one where like Switech had a gambling problem, and it was just like all Switech gambling problem. And, yes, and it, I remember that. Right, it's like like you know, but but you know, like when you're binging, it's just like it's an hour of your life, and you just move on to the next episode, and and really, it's almost too like you feel like you have to do all of them because it's almost like you didn't properly binge it if you skip an episode. Even well, yeah, you, you can't skip. No, you have to. <laughs> I mean, the thing is. From the perspective of the makers of the show, it's a creative solution. You know, it's like it makes sense to them, but but to us, maybe not so much. But that's why they need to come up with hard hitting, gritty ideas like James Brown is an alien who likes peanut butter. Right, right, right. Which is an actual Miami Vice episode and one of the best episodes. (laughs) 
right? There was some really great. I mean, Miles Davis was was in an episode as a um. I, I don't know. He was like kind of like the the. I don't remember what his character was, but he was just you know. Was there I, well, I think they because of, you know they had the whole synergy of the music and the visuals, right. which you know which. It was pioneering at the time, you know, MTV was hot. They'd always have a song, you know, like, in, I believe it's the first episode with in the air tonight and the, but they would do that throughout the show. I think they had a focus on music um, personalities beyond the show, like Ted Nugent, Leonard Cohen, Sheena Easton, of course, who was Sonny's girlfriend for a while. So, you know, I think they intentionally tried to get music um, personalities on the show, whether it made sense or not. Right. I think my favorite was Phil Collins as Phil the Shill. Um, yeah, I like that one. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Said Kira Sedgwick too. I think she had like this, like this, like silver like bodysuit thing or something that she was wearing or jumpsuit. Um, yeah, there was like that's... silver lame or something. But uh, yeah, Phil Collins, Phil the Shill. Um, just yeah, yeah. There, you're right. There's there some really great. And of course, talking about Bruce Willis. I mean, that was when Bruce Willis cared. Yes. Was when he was. Oh, yeah, he was on that one early episode as well. Right. Yeah. Um, See, it always goes back to Bruce Willis caring or not caring. Well, be, I think in the 80s, he mostly cared. Okay. In the 90s, he was losing his interest. I think he was it. losing it a bit. Right. Yeah. I think he even said that. Like, eh, I've seen a million explosions. I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> it's like, but, but, you know, to give Bruce Willis his due, I know we've done a, kind of a lot of Willis bashing. But if you think about the movie, like, Hostage, you know, that's like a latter-day Willis movie that's really a good movie. Like it's way better than I think people even realize it is because it's called Hostage and has a plain title, has plain kind of box art. It's really a top notch movie and it has Bruce Willis and it's really good, you know, so he is capable. Now, I have. Go ahead. I was going to say one quick thing, too, about Willis is I I almost feel like um, if you're Willis, you kind of feel like I've done everything that I need to do. Right. You know. it was in Pulp Fiction. I was in, you know, Die Hard. I changed. I think Hudson Hawk, Color of Night. <laughs> right. <that's laughs> right. I played with Danny Aiello. Right. Well, what else do I yeah. need to do? So if you're going <laughs> to pay me, 60, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like if you're going to pay me sixty grand to sleepwalk through a day's worth of shooting for, you know, just to get slap my name on the tin of whatever DTV film you're doing, it's like. I don't have anything else to prove. Just do it. That's fine. And I, I think, you know, for us, it's fun to make fun of. And he probably doesn't even care that we make fun of it. You know, that like people make fun of it. He's just like, no, he hey, you know, he's laughing just, all the way back. Right, exactly. And we could just laugh all the way to our podcast because yeah, it's, right. so, it, so it's actually kind of a mutually uh, <laughs> beneficial thing. Yeah, exactly. So right. <laughs> I have one more. I mean, it's okay. also not really that fleshed out either, but all right, well, that's okay. Not. We can flesh it um, out. I think the last one, that's perfect. I think timing-wise, that's going to work out perfect. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Well, I have to find it. Give me a second. (laughs) Well, you want me to vamp again? Uh, No, don't don't vamp. Don't vamp. Just, uh... So, this will be... It's our comedy movie. I'll say Man Card. Oh, man... We talked about Man Card. Did you say about Man Card already? No, no, no. Because it's still written down in my notes. Unless I forgot Uh, to erase it. I don't know. I feel like... We might have done this one already. I hope not. I'm going to say we didn't. Okay, because oh, and well, maybe we'll club something different. See, that'll be interesting because if like okay, if, sure. if we take this concept, but we actually say something different from the last time, that'll okay. be interesting because there's almost like infinite variations on ideas. So this will be called man card or revoked. It would be like a guy who's a wuss and he wants uh-huh. to be manly again, so he tries to get himself like canceled and says a bunch of crazy stuff. You probably get James Franco. So it's like. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So it's called man card. So there'd have to be a scene in the beginning where he gets his, in quotes, man card revoked. Exactly. 
for so like, he, he starts like, off he doesn't start off as a wuss i don't think he no. starts off as a man but then he yeah. does something to get his man card rever- he, he does like a wussy action that he causes does a wussy action maybe he's like a yeah uh like a frat bro or something right and so he gets his man and card then, revoked and he has to yeah. work hard to get it back get it back right. so he does a lot of crazy wacky stunts so it's almost like the comedy version of the Shemp movie where he has to go yes. through a bunch of trials and tribulations, but this would be more like funny. Yeah. Be, yeah. be man car. Be, I think we could, this actually could be a real movie. I mean, no, it could be. And it'd yeah, be like totally Hitch meets, uh, um, well, I've never seen Hitch, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it would be Hitch. like Hitch is what I'm it'd picturing. Be like Hitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hitch. Is that his name? Or I, it, I hope so. It's like Hitch I think it was Willis's name. Yeah. Or, sorry, uh, Will Smith's name, right? Was, was Hitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like you know, Hitch Hitchinson is like the coolest guy in town, right? So this right, would be very teach a guy to be cool, and you know, teach Kevin James to be cool, and he's like, because Kevin James is fat. I remember seeing the commercial. It's like, oh, don't dance, man, you're fat. It's like, oh. <laughs> and you're white, so obviously white. And you're white. Yeah, never, never dance again, white guy. <laughs> That's the whole the, movie. I mean, two hours. Go ahead, man. The way those commercials. Yeah, he was Hitch. His character name was Hitch. He was yeah, the the eponymous hero. Hitch oh, is good. also an hour and fifty eight minutes long. Oh god, just kidding! Like, I said two hours. Yeah, like what do you need? Like, what is the Hitch story <laughs> that can't be told in ninety minutes? I that's a great question. I mean, yeah, you just stop I mean, there. <laughs> but yeah, so man card. I guess we could flush this one out. Um, is it's a frat bro, and then he does something nice during his frat while doing his, you know, other items like hazing, and he gets his man card revoked. So he's all right, sad. So like a council. He has to go before the like council, a council of bros. The council of bros. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, a lot like the Council of Trent or one of those historical events <laughs> involving the Catholic Church, and he goes before <laughs> the Council of Bros, and they're probably wearing yeah. some sort of robe. Right. Um, they're all wearing robes. They're all wearing robes. Yeah. And then they officially revoke yeah. his man card. Exactly. So maybe there could be a scene where he tries to like use his man card, but he can't. Like he you can't know, try to use your ATM card if it's canceled. Like you just, <laughs> it, you just can't. He so then he go into a club and then, like he runs the card. And it's like, sorry, it's been denied. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's again. what the Put bouncer would say. Like it'd be right. like a big burly bouncer, and he won't even let him in because I'm sorry, sir, you're like, and he has to see his ID and his man card. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, man card, please. It's like, okay, see, yeah, ID and man card. And then yeah. he's like, gives him the two documents and he hands him back and says, nope, sorry, this has been revoked. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, no, run it again, run it again. It might, maybe it's just like the strip yeah. wrong. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, friends, and then like, a, then like a gaggle of like hot women like pass through the door at that moment and then they like point and laugh at him. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> he, goes, he goes like, ah, nuts. It's ah, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what a day for my well, man card to be revoked. Well, and exactly. Then, this happens to me tonight? Yeah. Right. Loving night? <laughs> And his, yeah. his buddies, of course, still have their man cards. They're like, "Sorry, bro, you know, yeah, yeah. you gotta go, man. Nice but, young, call, gotta call yeah. an Uber, man. You'll yeah, be all right." Yeah. <laughs> but Perfect. because it's a comedy in the modern day, there has to be like a sweet, tender moment. So he finds true love with a yeah. woman who doesn't care if he has his man card or not. Right. And then that happens maybe like three fourths into this two-hour comedy movie, and then uh, then like at the end, the frat bros are still kind of razzing him that he doesn't have it. And he's like, "Hey, I don't care. I have my true love, Edna here, who's maybe like a bookish sort." And, 
she's really hot, right? She's really yeah. hot. Oh, of course. Take off the glasses. Which is wearing glasses, right? Like like Rachel Lee Cook, I think, and, and she's all that, where it's like, yeah. you can tell that she's really, really attractive, but they make it seem like there's this whole My Fair Lady thing that's going mm-hmm. on where Freddie Prince Jr. Um, makes her look pretty. But they're kind of the same idea. Like, oh, we, you know, it's just like you're just wearing glasses and, you know, your skirt's a little bit longer or something like that. And um, your shirt actually goes all the way down your waist or something. (laughs) Right. That means you're frumpy, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, but that would have to happen because, you know, that's how it is in a lot of these comedy movies. There's like a sweet moment. You know, and like it could be like a romantic comedy where, you know. Romantic comedy, you know, it has some frat bro moments. In the beginning, but then he begin, he realizes it's a process of growing up, and he sheds his former frat bro ways, you know, because he's young. I mean, he's supposed to well, in the movie. He's supposed to be like well, like 19, 18, 19 years old, right? Twenty. Well, I, think, yeah. I just kind of think he's gonna be like a great. Van Wilder type. It's yeah. like he's getting kind of old to be a frat bro. Yeah. You know? yeah, no, that would be that. Yeah, that's actually a good plot point because yeah. it's time to move on in life. He's like thirty eight. Yeah. It's like oh no, I don't think he can see that. <laughs> Maybe like early 30s, like, wait, I'm still a frat bro? <laughs> well, but yeah, he, yeah, he has to have some sort of realization. Yeah. And then and you got um, these evil frat bros trying to, you know, keep his man card down. He has to have like a fun comedic villain, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, you got like yeah. Matthew Lillard or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, it could be like the end of Dirty Harry. I'm guessing everyone who's listening to this has seen Dirty Harry. Like, remember the very end? We kind of just like throws his badge in the river. Yeah, he could throw his man card in the he river. He throws his man card in like a river or something. Like, I don't the care point anymore. Break, right? Point break, too, where he throws his, <laughs> throws his badge in the ocean. Um, oh, yeah, the Miami <laughs> Vice, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Back yeah. off, War Child. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I know you always mention that, so I just wanted to say it this time. Yeah, yeah you got to always get back off War Child. Seriously. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work if there's no seriously after it. I yeah, think seriously. that's the, the best part about it is that, it, well, you know. That's what's great about that. And, of course, no. and the thing about Cobra with Stallone is like, this is with a lot of steps and I start, sucker. Because <laughs> like, don't forget about people, the sucker. Yeah. The sucker. <laughs> sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Cobra, uh, I guess we talked a lot about how great Cobra is. Well, we could I, talk. That could be a five-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it would. It really would. The Cobra Minute. You know, isn't there like a Star Wars Minute podcast? It's like, okay, so Jar Jar said something. Done. Next minute. <laughs> no, there's was, a lot of these minute by minute movie podcasts. I don't get that because it's like thir- it's sixty seconds. What can it go on sixty seconds of Jar Jar? Uh, well, goes, <laughs> Misa Yusa. I don't know. I don't care. I didn't, I've never seen it. It's just. Uh, I, don't I think it's racist against Jamaicans anyway, so we we don't even need to go there. It was it, it did feel it made me a little uncomfortable. I remember yeah. watching it, thinking like, Lucas, I think you kind of crossed the line here with that. Yeah, it did. It felt it felt like here in in Philadelphia they do this thing called the Mummers Parade, where um, a bunch of like white guys dress up in different outfits and either like play instruments or whatever. It's like the the New Year's Eve thing, and like some of them are really cool because like they'll just do these elaborate like you know like bee outfits or alien outfits. But then they start to cross in this territory. It's like, oh, let's do Aztec warriors. And it's like, eh, no, no Aztec warriors. Or, mm. you know, let's do you know, Native American headdresses or things like that. It's like, eh, you know, and kind of like Jar Jar. It's kind of the Jar Jar thing. Right. I'm assuming, yeah. there's a, is there a part where <clears throat> Liam Neeson talks to Jar Jar? It's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who Jar Jar is. Go, go, Jar Jar. I mean, remember he was a Dark Gadget? Remember he had that idea? Oh, that Dark Gadget. Yeah, so that's like what it's called that. Gadget. But this mummer, I was just going to say in the mummer parade, has anyone dressed up as the members of XTC? No, that would be 
a bit. See, like that. Because that's the name of an album by XTC, in case anyone doesn't know. Um, I don't know how much crossover there is between XTC's fans <laughs> and the people that participate in the Mummer. Like a lot of man card kind of thing going on. With the oh, Mummers. okay. Um, it's yeah, which is <laughs> funny because they dress up in these 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 outfits, but they're definitely uh, kind of a, you know it's like a bro history kind of thing. Um, though they, they have tried to get a little bit more. <laughs> that's another um, idea right there. The bro, bro history. Of well, that's like our idea of something we actually saw a, a bro in the back seat. If you ever mentioned oh, that, bro in the back seat. Yeah, I, I should tell you about this one, Matt. It's like there are a bunch of bros driving. We saw that, and there's a bro in the back seat, but he can't get a word in edgewise. So it's just like that's not my idea of a bro in the back seat. It's or maybe like, that the, the people in the front seat are not bros, and he's feeling isolated because he's the yeah. bro in the back seat. It's like Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elf, yeah forget Elf on the Shelf, bro in the back seat. But he's bro in the back seat. Basically, yeah. it's on a real thing that we saw on the road. It's just like I, it could use a little more right? fleshing out, but I think there's something his there. Life, right? Like yeah. as they're driving, they're like, "Dude, you totally should have hit that last night." Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, can you believe that 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 waitress? Like she totally like cut us off after thirty beers. Like what was going on there? And like yeah, the, the guy in the back. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like he, he's in the back just pondering like, wow, is this my existence? Is this something you know? <laughs> or it could be like a Twilight is, Zone episode where he's like trying to talk to them. Yeah, like it's like he's trying to communicate with the people in the front seat, but he can't for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's all bro speak, dude. It's like bro, 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 bro. <laughs> dude, dude, man, dude, man bro. Um, awake, which is that movie. Speaking of uh, Star Wars, has Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, and he's like on the operating table, but he, he, he they think he's put under, but he's actually awake in the hence he's the name awake. of the movie or he's conscious in any in yeah. any case so maybe it could be something like that where he's like conscious but he can't communicate hmm. with the people in the front seat i feel like that could be something okay. conscious bro unconscious bro unconscious bro conscious bro. <laughs> unconscious bro mm. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something there um I don't know. Like, well, it's like sushi know. bros. That's a real thing, there's too. A, yeah, that's a real thing, too, where there's a bunch of bros eating some sushi, Matt. Do you see these bros in Philadelphia? <laughs> no, I haven't seen these, no. Oh, okay. Maybe that's a Connecticut thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. but I mean, like, I thought maybe it's universal. Cinema. I thought you were talking about, like a short film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. In real life, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're, you're like, before you go out to the club, you got to eat somewhere, right? So, like, yeah. dude, let's just do sushi. Some sh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my, my nephew. That's a real I used to watch um uh, the regular show with my nephew, and um they had these bros like going into like a place, and they had like bags of sushi that they were going, and so somebody's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Dude, sush fuel, man!" And and they're like, "What sush fuel?" And he's like, "Dude, we don't have time to explain it to you, you know." So it's like, yeah, like mm. the sushi bros, right? Getting some sush fuel before you got clubbing. Maybe I don't know which came first, but. I- in, at least here in Connecticut, we've seen an actual phenomenon called sushi bros, where usually a pack of, su- pack of, of, bros. of bros will come into the, a sushi restaurant, um, usually an all-you-can-eat one, and will just, you know, be loud and, uh, you know, <laughs> having these sake bombs and, um, right. you know. <laughs> sake bomb, bro. <laughs> yeah. And so, it, but it, they've created this sort of phenomenon of the sushi bro. So, I mean, that's a thing. Um, maybe other people have seen that. I don't know. Yeah, no, because w- what it is is like what the hope is for for you when you're in that restaurant is that they kind of get whatever they have to get out of their system, or they kind of get a good good you know toasted enough that they move on to where they need to go before it like becomes too much, right? You're just like, come on, you know, eat as much sushi as fast as you can, and then go to those bars, and it's like the bars problem, which, I mean, it, it, you know, <laughs> if you're opening a bar, you're supposed to deal with sushi bros, so, um, yeah. <laughs> That's it's the training. Like, 
Yeah. Before or after going to see a Fast and Furious movie also. Yeah. Because I, uh, they, the Buffalo ahead. Wild Wings used to be the spot where they would do that. Yeah, there's and Buffalo Wild Wings bros. Buffalo bros. <laughs> yes, Buffalo bros. I forgot. There's one more movie. No, we're talking fake movie. Uh, wait, 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 finish your thought and then we'll talk. Oh, I was going to say, my, my mom got me a gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, like, really? Like nice. years ago, like maybe like 10 years ago. And I don't even know what happened to it because I never used it. I've never been to Buffalo Wild Wings. I, oh, you, know, you can send commercial. it to us. We go there sometimes. Do you guys? I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I don't even know where the nearest one is here. Like they had one at the mall in Portsmouth that I just never made it over to eat there. And uh, I don't even know what happened to it. But um, yeah, I've always been kind of curious to see like what what it looks like in there. Oh, well, I mean, it's like a nicely appointed chain restaurant. You know, well, it's we were it's trying there. to be like the neighborhood bar where you get your wings yeah. and such. It's it's it's, you know, it's a adequately <laughs> appointed place. I, I mean, mean, I don't when, know how to describe it. Yeah, when I went there, they're playing to Petey Pablo. It's pretty loud in there from what I remember. It was too. loud. It was very loud, Petey Pablo. You know? Well, because there's people, you know, chattering, but also they have like, you know, 50 different screens with different sports <laughs> It's really like loud. Well, that's the thing too. Like I've noticed, like, like if you go into a place like that um, and I guess in Connecticut, it's got to be really dicey, right? Because it's like, if you go into a place like that and you're telling them what to put on the TV screens for sports, it's like, are you putting yourself out there as a Boston fan or a New York fan? Um, Which I think your life in your hands. Right. Right. Because there's no more whalers um, to be like, yeah, I just want to watch the whale or, you know, I guess, you know, (laughs) Uh, so these I, whalers, do they beat up the other people? Is that what the whalers do? <laughs> they're not called the clubbers, for God's sake. <laughs> well, they're whaling on people. Oh, oh, well, oh, oh right. yeah. I think they're yeah. about clubbing seals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. No, they, became the, they ended up becoming the hurricanes, so now they don't do any whaling, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know there was the Beast of New Haven also. Which, and uh, these cats rock. The well, yeah, the, the New Britain Rock Cats. Oh, yes, yes. So, well, the, the one that I want to see is the Wolf Pack, because I guess they use the Whalers' color scheme um, as a way to, like... Uh, <laughs> to honor. Like, yeah, to honor. When I was growing up, I used to watch the Whalers, because in, in Boston, they had two sports channels. They had, like, the, the Nesson one that's, like, kind of the big one, and then the other one that's, like, made, like, 8 million... You know, I don't know, however many changes since that time. It was the sports channel then. I think it's NBC Sports now, but um, that NBC Sports didn't have a lot of options, because... Because Nesson had, you know, the Bruins and they had the Red Sox. Um, so that 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 sports channel, they got the Whalers. So it was kind of cool because it was like you had two home teams in, in a way because you could watch Whalers games on one channel and Bruins games on the other. Um, and then they moved the Whalers to Carolina and the whole thing went away. Well, because I know from my friends who followed the Whalers, they had that song that. lyrics? That's like the whale. No, that but that was it was an instrumental song, I believe. That oh, okay. like that. <clears throat> I, I always had this dream of going to see a game there because I know like the Civic Center, I think, had a mall attached to it at the time. So uh-huh. you could go to like the mall and then go see a game and they would show it on TV. And I was like, oh, I've got to go see a game there at some point. Well, and also they had concerts there. Um, yeah. Of course, uh, the, the Hartford Civic Center you're talking about. Yeah, which what, it was like the XL Center now or something. Uh, I, Comcast I think, presents the XL Center. Well, you see, I, I, I think I might have ranted about this in the past. Uh, but, about oh, how, hey, well, well, who'd you see? I was just stay positive. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, just talk, you know how. Okay, well, about how the 
I don't know if that's effective, that co- changing the natural, okay, I, I guess you call it the original name to a corporate name, if that, if well, that increases true. sales or not. Like the Xfinity Center, is that going to cause someone to switch their cable system because the, the the arena is called the Xfinity Center? I just don't see that, but I guess they wouldn't do it if it didn't have some effect. Um, <laughs> well, but, uh, these corporate but as far as the, uh, the Meadows, which was a concert venue in Hartford, I saw Journey with peter frampton and i saw kiss and aerosmith um i believe those are the only two concerts i've seen there and i remember aerosmith was really boring I mean, <laughs> and uh, our friend we went with fell asleep um, actually <laughs> in my, my eyelids were getting kind of heavy too it was just like <laughs> i don't they were just really boring i don't yeah, and I, I, I mean I'm, i would describe myself as a moderate Aerosmith fan. I mean, I have a bunch of their albums. I do like them, but just something about their live performance was just kind of like boring. I don't know. When you saw Journey, was um had Steve Perry left at that point? Yes, yes. This was in the 2000s, and the singer was Steve Argeri. Right. So I remember when Steve Argeri. Because so what happened was I had heard about Steve Argeri taking over because I know like the big thing was he could sing. You know. His, his style was close to Perry's, um, but a friend of mine, his brother was a huge Journey fan, and I guess it, it didn't make any sense that he was a huge Journey fan, but didn't know that Steve Perry had left the band. <laughs> um, and I guess he saw he saw uh, Journey in Boston and was sitting was, was kind of near the back, and so you know here's Steve on Jerry sounding like Steve Perry, so we thought everything was great, and then you know they, you know how they do the whole thing at the end where they introduce the band members, <laughs> yeah. Um, when they introduced it, Steve Longieri instead of uh, Steve Perry, he lost it. And I guess he had planned to take the venue to small claims court. But see, he almost got away with it because Steve Longieri and Steve Perry, their names are almost the same, too. Right. Like, not only do they sing alike and kind of look alike, their names are almost the same. They're, <laughs> like, they're both named Steve and their last names rhyme. So right. it's. I wonder if that was a condition of employment to be the new singer of Journey. It's like you have to have a similar name. You have to sing like him. And I don't know. Um, yeah. Because the thing is like that you make a great point because if he hadn't been paying close enough attention, he yeah. might not have ever known. He might have spent his entire life thinking he saw Steve Perry. Exactly. Exactly. But I guess he can't really do that with Arnell Pineda because that's just that, that's a bridge too far. Um, right. Uh, but he is a great sound alike, but yeah. um, he doesn't really look like him. No, no. <laughs> he looks kind of closer to Kenny G, if I remember right. <laughs> Steve yeah, like a Filipino Kenny G, I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Steve on Jerry looks a lot like Kenny G. I think. That's what I said. Yeah. Steve on Jerry was the one that I was thinking looks like Kenny G. Yeah. Uh, oh, not Arnell. OK. Um, we say Kenny G was an action star once, or I think we used that one already, right? Kenny kind of right. I'm pretty sure we uh, did. Yeah, we did that one. So I do have one more movie. I mean, we can save okay. this for the next one, I guess. Or yeah, do you want to do it? Well, let's just do it. Okay, so this is a Dolph Lundgren movie, <laughs> and it'll be called Ground Force. Oh, so, Ground Force. Yeah, you were telling yeah. me about Ground Force. Okay. I think I told Matt about Ground Force too, right? Yeah. So, so there'll be like some it's some awesome action movie of exploding heli- uh, guard towers and. Uh, Helicopters, everything explodes. Uh-huh. But, you know, there's a guy, some nerd pencil pusher, saying to Dolph, well, "Why do you call you Ground Force?" So then, then there's a big close-up of Dolph, and he said, "When we come after you, you're put in the ground." <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, Ground Force completely seems like yeah. one of these modern-day DTV movies. Exactly. I can, get, I can see it so clearly. I just, you get I Messner as one of his cohorts, and it'd be great. It'd be, oh, and then but the big twist. Is that there's a super uh, big star bad guy at the end. 
and it would be James Spader. Oh, yeah. And he turns around and you you kind of hear Spader throughout the movie, but he turns around, it's Spader. Oh, my goodness. And Dolph Lundgren and Spader have a fight because, you know, Spader does the block. Boy, doesn't really beat up people in the blacklist, but he majorly threats, threatens people all day. But and he wears a funny hat in the blacklist. <laughs> but um, that would be that would be good for Spader because he doesn't really yeah. do DTV. This could be his chance. I mean, you know, go big or go home. You're going to do DTV. You would, you're going to you're going to want to start with Ground Force. Exactly, and then like his name would be like I don't know Johnson or something. Like, Johnson, with you all along. <laughs> Yeah. It's like yes, it is. I can't do James Spader, but yes, it is. And then they have a big fight, and then, and then Spader has some good moves. He almost gets almost gets Dolph. Right? Like, yeah, I don't see that. Um, and then there's a really awesome. Well, did I give it away the my idea of the ending? Or well, it's not <laughs> a real movie, so <laughs> it can't be a spoiler. A real movie. All right, so it'd be a big long fight, and then uh-huh. like Spader almost has him, and then Dolph like flips him over and and snaps his neck. So oh, flips him like like picks up it like his feet and like flips him like a like, well, like a pizza with, his, with his hands it's like he's like he's yeah. dying Dolph Lundgren's like getting choked out and then he's like uses his last bit of strength to flip James Spader over and and gets him with a neck snap or like or maybe like flips him over there's like a railing or a balcony yeah. and like breaks his back or something something like I that. could see really, that yeah it'd be really really awesome ground yeah. force so like, <laughs> Matt thoughts <laughs> well because like I think how much do you love like, ground force just tell yeah. us now <laughs> well i think the, the the fact that these titles are so kind of like like you were saying brett like they're kind of just you know just slapped on there the mm-hmm. idea of making a title so that you can come up with a great one-liner i yeah. think is is the best way to to go about these titles and i so i think that was kind of the impetus right it was the yeah. idea that like exactly. you call something ground force so dolph can say <laughs> you know when, when we get you we force or we put you in the ground you know yeah, yeah. and, and so that part of it alone is fantastic, but yeah, Spader as the baddie, yeah. and 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 having a fight scene with Dolph, I think I think that's one of the things we were talking about. Um, you know, Ty and I was like, mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of times you get these people in these movies, but there's no fight scene. Um, yes. you know, that's okay. important because I mean, I think what's one of the best ones we talk about is like Christian Slater and Call Meany. Yeah, um, that's the best one of all time. Right. The fortune. What <laughs> has a great ending like that fight? It's just that awesome elbow move. It was great. I won't give it away. People in that movie, it was uh, like, which was called Soldiers of Fortune. Oh, yes, Soldiers of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it sells it to people. We won't tell you how the fight goes, but letting you know yeah. ahead of time that when you're investing your time in whatever movie you you watch. You know, Soldier of Fortune. It, it has, or Soldiers of Fortune has a fight scene with Slater and Colmini. It has that payoff that you want. And um, I, I think that. I was telling exactly. Ty that I was watching um Scorpion King four, and I mentioned that uh, you know, I mentioned that Rudger Howard was in it, and then I realized that M. M. at Walsh was in it. And Ty's like, well, do they have a fight scene? And it's like, you know, they they should, you know, they should, or even a scene together, like M. M. at Walsh. Yeah, that's and, even a conversation. I'll take. It's like yeah, they're just sitting across from each other in these like medieval like fantasy garbs that they were all wearing and in the, the walls and chain mail right, exactly. <laughs> i don't know if they did they they had it was like one of those things where, like it's whatever you know like you know hercules kind of looking thing um that it was but yeah they you know these movies these modern dtv movies i think they could give us a enough of a payoff with just a little bit you know like a fight scene with 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 you know dolphin and spader would would be enough to make a movie that whatever else happens in ground force beyond the great one liner 
you could put whatever else you want in the other, you know, yeah. 87 minutes of the movie. You've got the one yeah, liner and you got the fight. Oh, yeah. yeah no, and, and I like what you said, Matt, about like kind of retroactively like titling the movie based around yeah. the, the line. <laughs> so, yeah, like there could be a movie called like Punch You or something. I mean, like yeah, I'm yeah. going to punch you or, you know, but like kind of <clears throat> I don't know, retrofitting you. it or jerry rigging it or whatever, reverse engineering it so that you uh, have the title based around the one line. The one liner comes first, then the title. Is that how that works? Yeah, or the title, then the one liner. The title, then the one liner. Or- well, I thought of it while I was like walking one day. It's like ground force. Whoa, that could be a movie with Dolph Lundgren. And I thought of the line. Well, it's didn't like, while you were walking, you had that other idea. You could stop me if we mentioned this on the podcast before. Where it's, it was like Gina Carano and Mila Jovovich together fighting. Right? Well, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. But I don't have a title for that. I mean, I have my other wacky ideas. I mean. I don't want to use them all. Today. Well, no, maybe we should save uh, some for the next episode. But uh, I mean, oh, yeah. was it close quarters? Mm, I don't remember that. But uh, okay, uh, it would be a martial. Maybe. Uh, but yeah. it, but uh, as far as ground force, you say we don't see yeah. Spader, but you hear him. So I feel like the audience thinking, oh, is that going to be Spader? Or someone, Spader. or just a sound alike? And then or, there's a reveal, and it, right. yeah, it is Spader. It actually is Spader. And like but, the fight begins. But then again, you probably know Spader was in the movie based on the box. And well, no, he would be uncredited. Oh, well, that's a cool kind idea. Of. They would hide his credit until the end. Because, you know, a lot of movies start these days with no credits. They just go right into the movie yeah. or they show the It'll title. Say, so they don't have to have the credits in the movie in the yeah. beginning. Grindstone Entertainment presents Ground Force. Uh, and the movie just starts. Yeah, all the company logos, but then it just starts and then <laughs> just starts. Yeah. Or, um, or you could even have the credits, but just not have have Spader in those. So like, you know, right. Dolph yeah. and Mesner and, Mesner, you know, Gus. whoever else is in it. That's you know, And question mark. Right. right. Then yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Then it's like Spader's credit doesn't come till the very end when you see the end credits. The problem would yeah. be imdb that would be where you'd run of the problem oh, because that would be the problem and, and and of course the box art it should come out on dvd or blu-ray do you not put spader on i mean the spader doll fight is like the main reason why a lot of people would watch the movie that's a good point and people yeah. that's a huge selling point that's so. a huge selling point so you can't hide it i think i don't know that would be tough I like the surprise portion though i do like that too i'm trying to think of a way around it but i don't think there is one well see i think if there's an interesting idea for there's a spoiler kind of in the movie phone booth if, if you look at the dvds like uh i don't think Kiefer selling supposed to be on the cover <laughs> mm. well i think they wanted people to know that he was in a voice a very important yeah. voice in the movie so yeah. but but how do you show a voice it would just be like you can't just show a phone and then right under it <laughs> keep Sutherland has phone <laughs> yeah i don't think you could do that you know so they had to show somehow that Kiefer is there i think he's they do show him for like a split second at the yeah end. he's in it for like less than a minute i think on yeah. screen but i mean those are my ideas i have other ones but we can save them for the next uh, no subject yeah, I think this is a good amount for one day, and and I'm sure we'll do another no subject. So you want to have yeah. some gas in the tank for that. Oh yeah. Well, first off, thanks again, Matt, for being. Yes, thank show. you. The time goes by so fast during these. Yeah, these are always a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, the hardest part for me was when when Ty was bringing up 
cookie, you know, the, the Marvel's cookie. I was like trying not to laugh like audibly, like so that he could say it because I was like really starting to crack up with just the idea of the whole no, thing. laugh, laugh away. Yeah, we don't suppress laughs around over here. it. I yeah. wanted you to be able to say it. So, you know, I wanted people to be able to hear you going over it. So I was like trying not to laugh audibly uh, over it. And then um, I think it's even funnier though the fact that I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind, Brett, that you hadn't seen, um, you know, any of the Marvel movies. So no. like. All of the the kind of the references that we are putting in here into this movie, um, yeah, they, they they're, it, it, they're lost on me. But you did explain them. I mean, to some degree, like yeah. the Hydra thing, which I didn't know. So yeah, Hell Hydra now it's Hell Hydrox. Yes, <laughs> I thought of that actually today. today. Yeah. Oh really? You just thought of that today, even though you thought I thought of that today before we uh, record. Like, wait, Hell Hydra, Hell Hydrox, Robert Hydrox. <laughs> you know, just like. It would be Matt Damon's best work because I I could totally see him yelling at his you know his goons to kill Cookie Monster. Yeah, he's, he's well, in a high rise building. His best role since he was that uh, um, uh, the Great Wall. He was he was Asian. Oh, or something. Okay. <laughs> yes, he was the only Asian in the cast. It was Matt Damon. So it's like <laughs> so this good. It's like That's when John Wayne was uh, um, oh, he was Genghis Khan, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I also like too. He had uh, Matt Damon had like the very small part at the beginning of Euro Trip, and um, I remember my friend had one of those DVD collections that was like mostly like you know big budget films in, in the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. I, I counted that he had like seven Matt Damon films, and it wasn't like he intentionally was getting Matt Damon films. It was just he was getting one of the whatever big budget ones you know in his DVD collection. And I was like, do you have like a thing for Matt Damon? Like, why do you have all these Matt Damon movies? And he's like, you know, oh whatever, I mean, you know. This, this, this. And then, I thought um, you. You can see he has seven copies of Eurotrip. Oh no, that'd be awesome too. That'd be great too. But uh, what happened was he he bought Eurotrip and um and and he was like watching. He was like, oh damn, you poor you know. And he, he like told me he's like he's like because I was gonna watch it. I think I, I was ready to watch it because I was curious to see what it was about. And he's like he's like before you watch it, I just want to let you know that you know it's another Matt Damon movie for me or something like that. <laughs> did he say it with an attitude like that? He did. He was like it was, it was actually it wasn't an attitude. It was almost like exasperation. Like I can't believe I have to admit to to Matt that I I bought another Matt Damon movie without even realizing I was doing it. You know that like this this narrative. So, that I only buy Matt Damon movies. You know, he's just going to keep furthering it. So he claims it was an accidental Matt Damon purchase. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, there, I, I, it, it was this was like you know 2002. So maybe you know you could or 2003, something like that. Three, I don't know, something around mm-hmm. that early 2000s where IMDb was still kind of a thing. It was still kind of growing. Um, so you know, it wasn't like a, a go-to where everybody would just go to IMDb and see about the movie. So I, I can buy his explanation. You know, it was just kind of funny that it was like, you know. Oh yeah, you know that uh, defeatist attitude. Right, exactly. Just like yes, that got me I got another Matt Damon. <laughs> Did you come back but, like a few years later and he has like a bunch more Matt Damon movies? Like I don't think this is a coincidence anymore. Because um, one of those things where it's like, it, it, like his DVD collection was essentially TNT's The New Classics that would show on the weekends. It was essentially like all of those movies. Like if you were going to talk about the new classics, it would just be pretty much all of them. You know, I mean, just you, you name any big budget film that came out between like the mid 90s and the, the mid 2000s. He he had them. So Matt Damon just did so many of those movies. that It just was like a natural overlap. But I, of course, turned it into a narrative that he <laughs> like Matt Damon movies. Amazing narrative. Right. I mean, right. We could probably let you go. So we said thanks for being on the show, and I will say thanks again. <laughs> yep. And we'll give you your your plugs. 
Yeah, so I mean, obviously the big plug is uh, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. Um, that's where you get the links for everything. Um, also, my, my new novel, uh, A Girl and a Gun, is out now. Um, you can find the link for that um, on, on dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. Um, also, my previous novel, Chad and Accounting. Um, both of them you can get either in paperback or um, through Kindle. And with Kindle, you don't need to have an actual Kindle. You can just you know put an app on your phone. Or really? Something. How's that? Like, you don't even need a Kindle for the Kindle? Right, exactly. It's like it's like you can get a Kindle app. That's how actually I, I got it on my phone, the Kindle app. So that's how I so I don't I don't have a Kindle. Oh, ah, you just app. subverted that. It's just like so right. you can get the Kindle app and not the Kindle. That's pretty cool. Right. You, so you get a, you know you can get a, an iPad or, or your iPhone and just you know so completely right. different from Amazon and um yeah you, you, so you don't need it for like yeah because it's interesting because people have said that to me. I was like, well you can get it on Kindle too. And they're like, well I don't have a Kindle. And I'm like, oh I I didn't even think of that. That yeah you. I, I don't have one either, but um, but that, that's not always obvious how that works. I remember right. when the Kindle 2 arrived. Yeah, and that was um, the big banner on Amazon. <laughs> the Kindle 2 has arrived. <laughs> well, see, the problem was Nook, Barnes & Noble is not that happy because yeah. Nook wasn't doing so well. I don't think Nook is doing well now. It's like, <laughs> well, Nook is Zoom of, uh, yeah, Zoom. of book Well, someone's got to be the Zoom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Barnes and Noble with the Nook. It was like the thing, the first thing you would see when you would walk into the store. They yeah, were, they yeah, really were hammering it, like it's in your face with that Nook. Yeah, they they knew they were a dinosaur in the industry, but somehow I think they've managed to weather this more than some of the other kind of big, like like Best Buy in those places. Like it, it seems like Barnes and Noble does a little bit better, maybe because like there's a sort of a, an atmosphere of like going to buy books. I, I don't know what it is, but. Um, but the Nook thing, that was they, – they, yeah, they – I feel bad for the people that work there. There had to be like the, the Nook barker you know, when you came into the store. <laughs> yeah, that's not why they signed up to work at Barnes & Noble. You know, I don't think they wanted well, I to that's why I That's why I uh, worked there. It's, I don't like being a Nook barker. Nook barker is Bob Barker's son. <laughs> this is like a Cookie Monster real uh, thing. All right, this no, is this is start, this is skating off the rails. This is yeah. like a train that's like tilting off the tracks, but not quite <laughs> totally off. Not yet. But we'll we're sh- shoot it. We'll shoot out some plugs. Okay, so MuppetsViews.net. Uh, go there yeah. and <laughs> wow. Okay. Have, uh, go there now. <laughs> and um, and you know we have our podcast and it's on yes. all the podcatchers awesome. for, for the most part. And uh, okay. if you want to email us, it's crpodcast at yahoo.com. And Ty, what are the other ones? Uh, Ty come up with on Twitter, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. Posted Turbulence three today. Oh, what and a movie! Also, what a Slade, movie! Slade Craven. If you haven't seen that, Matt, just get off this podcast and watch it. And then, um, what's the other one? Oh, that's it. But oh, um, the Warriors. The, the come up with Warriors. Oh yes, we want to thank the Warriors, which are you know obviously the fans of this podcast, and uh, you guys are great. And thank you for listening. And I that's, think that's it for us today. That's it for us, and we'll be back soon. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Thanks again. Bye bye. Bye.
one guy could say like, well, I'm shempier than you, dude. And then like, 